Thank you for joining in on today's podcast at The Gathering Church, a place of grace where people far from God experience life in Christ. To find out more information about our ministry, please go into the World Wide Web at www.thegatheringnj.org. Again, that's www.thegatheringnj.org. Sit back, relax, and listen in. to turn to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew, Saint, Gospel of St. Matthew chapter 13. I will read verse 13 and verse 16. Matthew 13, verse 13. Chapter 13, verse 13. And we'll also be reading verse 16. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. When you have it, just stand for the ring of God's word. Amen. I'd like to honor God's word in this house. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to read verse 13 and verse 16. So I'm going to jump around. Here begin with the ring of God's word. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. Verse 16 says, But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. I'll read everything again. Though see, though, this is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. Verse 16, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we come before you, Lord God, this morning. We thank you for this time of worship that we have spent thus far in your presence, oh God. And God, we just ask that even now you will come and speak a rhema word to your people. You know what we stand in need of to hear this morning. You know the word that we need to hear to get us through for this week, oh God. You know, oh God, the, 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 the instruction that we desire from you this morning. So Holy Spirit, come and speak now. Come and speak to our hearts. Give us the words that will bring new life. Give us the words that will bring encouragement, that will lift up, oh God, the brokenhearted and heal the wounded soul. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you, Lord. Amen and amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise God. Today is it's, 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 it's a wonderful Sunday. It's a glorious day. I don't know if you realize, but today marks the ending of the first half of the new year. And 
The thing is, I, I, I really believe that most of us really receive that word. And sometimes you can hear the word, but sometimes we don't do anything with the word. It sounds good. We receive it. You know, it's like, yes, yes, that, that bears witness with my heart. That bears witness with my spirit, what I'm hearing from the Lord, Pastor. Yes, that bears witness. But the Bible says that we are not just to be hearers of the word. Because if we're hearers of the word, amen, we just deceive ourselves. But God wants us to be doers of the word. So in other words, he wants us to act on what we're hearing. Amen. And I just believe that, you know, for some of us, and I, you know, I, I think we could all look in certain areas in our lives where we realize there have been growth this year. There's been some goals. Amen. Amen. I own my car now. because got my title in the car yesterday. Amen. After five long years, it's mine. Praise the Lord. It's mine. My, my little pastor's account, it's mine. Praise the Lord. Amen. Reached some goals this year. Amen. Finished paying off my student loan. Amen. Come on. I don't know what your goals are. I'm just sharing what my stuff is. Amen. So, you know, I have my little goals, amen, my little financial goals, amen, and, and then we had other goals. We're going we're gonna to live a certain way. We're going to pray a certain way. Pastor Edgar gave a, a riveting word during that month of January on prayer. He came back from Uganda on fire, amen. He talked about going, going before the Lord in prayer and having that boldness and that tenacity, and some of us say, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Um, get better in my prayer life. I'm going to be committed to pray every day. I'm going to take that time out to pray. Some of you have done that. Amen. Some of us, we want to lose a little weight. Amen. We want to shed a little pounds. The summer is here now, so we want to have that beach body. Amen. We want to have the biceps and the triceps. Amen. We want to be firm and, and, and strong. Amen. And some of us did that. Amen. I, I see some of your, your Instagram pictures. You're showing up yourself doing your, your P90X and all that. Stuff. Amen. Praise the Lord. Some of, you, some of your weight watches and different, amen. Praise the Lord. And we, we celebrate that. But there are other areas in our lives that I believe in my heart, as I, as I look in my own heart, and I believe, as the Spirit is speaking to me today, it's also in your lives, that there are other areas that you have not got started in. There are other things, areas in your life that you have been avoiding. Some things that you have been scared to face. Some things that you don't want to deal with. But if the prophecy that God has given this house for this year is true, you have to be able to deal with those things that you might not necessarily want to deal with. You have to be willing to, to allow God to give you the strength to face your giants that might be coming up against you. I know for me, one of the greatest things that I dealt with in my life, and my wife can, can attest to this, was my finances. I was not good with money growing up. I was not. I, didn't, I, I just was not good with money. I could not save a dime. Every, my, my, my wife said, your pocket had holes in it. Every time money went in, it just dripped on out. Amen? And I just was not good with that. And, I, and, I, and, I, and my wife had to teach me because she's decent with money. She, she knows how to save it up. She knows how to multiply that stuff. I don't know how she do it. But she can stretch a dollar, I tell you. I said, girl, I think you got Jewish blood in your roots or something. But you can stretch a dollar. She's frugal. She's very trained. Her family, they're business owners and stuff. So that, that's, in her, that's the blessing of her lineage. Amen. And I'm glad I'm married to that. Amen. 
But I learned some stuff, you know, and I had to learn how to, 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 to reorganize my life and reprogram my thinking to face the stuff. When you're in financial ruin, what's the first thing you have to look at? Your credit report. I didn't want to look at the credit report. It was not pretty. The score was low. I was like, my God, I ain't going to never own a house with that. Help me, Lord Jesus. But I had to face it. I had to face it. You know, you had to shed a little tear over it. Okay, Lord, I got myself into this. Okay. But by your grace, I can get out of it. Amen. And by God's grace, I've come out. And so I had to face something for me to get the victory. And I believe that if God wants us this year to experience this banner year, we have to be willing to face some things that we don't want to face. And so today I want to talk briefly with you about getting started, getting started, getting started. There are some things that God wants us to do. God is just getting started, but there's some things that he wants you to get started in as well. See, we have six more months to go for 2013. It's not too late. Time has passed, but not enough time has passed for you to count, it, to count this year as a loss, as a bust. Amen? You could still turn around. And God is the God of the turnaround. So if you were to program your mind, the Bible calls that renewing your heart and your mind and get in alignment with God's will, I believe six months from now, December 31st, 2013, I would believe this would be one of the best years you ever had. I really believe that. I would believe you'll see God doing not just succeeding abundantly, but he will blow your mind. Amen. In terms of the things that you will commit to him this year. Now, there are many different areas that are in our lives that God is calling us to deal with. Now, here's Jesus talking in the book of Matthew. And he said, this is why I spoke to them in parables. If you notice, Jesus always spoke with stories. Amen? He talked about the ten virgins. He, he talked about a man went up on a hill. He, he always told stories. And he told stories to make a point to bring understanding to the people that was listening so he could speak on layman's terms so they could understand what he was trying to say. But even the people of his day, even though he spoke in layman terms and he spoke their language, they still didn't grasp all God was saying. There were only a few that really understood and really did something with what the Lord was saying. And so he said, though seeing, you do not see. You say, yeah, I see, I see, but you do not see. Though hearing, you do not hear or understand. You have no, you have no understanding. You claim you understand, but you don't understand. But he said, but blessed are your eyes. So I'm at the body of Christ. So I'm at you this morning. Blessed are your eyes because you do see. And your ears because you do hear. Don't take for granted your relationship with God. There's many people who want what you want, but they have not yet even encountered or, or had the experience that you have experienced. Amen? Because God's grace is sufficient. And he gives us what we need in the time of trouble. So as we get started, one of the questions that we have to ask ourselves is, or one of the questions that we have to ask each other really is, where are you? Where are you? If you're going to get started, you have to know your location. I cannot say that I want to go to New York, but I have no place to start. There's always a place of origin. There's always a place of beginnings. The book of Genesis, the word Genesis means beginnings. There's always a Genesis to a journey. There's always a beginning. There's always a Genesis before Exodus. 
Exodus means exiting, to leave. Come on. There's always a Genesis before Exodus. Before you, have, before you want to go somewhere, you have to know where you're going to start. So I ask the question for you today, where are you? The Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, talk about the sons of Issachar. This was a tribe. And the sons of Issachar were, were men who understood the times and knew what Israel needed to do. Where are you? Where are you in history? Where are you now? God has placed you in a, in a unique time in history. I was looking at the news this week, and as I was looking at the Supreme Court and, and listening to all these different things that was happening and or different things, redefining marriage and all these different things, and, you know, I was like, God, why do I have to be alive at a time like this? It just seems like everything is going down, down, and down. And I'm just like, it's depressing. I said, Lord, I don't want fire and, and brimstone to fall on America, but good Lord, have mercy on us, Lord. All the stuff is almost like you're powerless, like, 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 like everything is just crouching at the church's door. You know, but God says, why are you looking at the cup half, half empty? Look at the cup half full. You have to, sometimes we have to change our perspective or something. But he said, think about, what, think about the good things that are happening in the church. Think about the good things that are happening in the kingdom of God. Think about the millions of people that are being, that are, that are being one to the Lord. Think about the lives that are being touched. Think about in the midst of hopelessness, God is bringing forth hope. The Bible is very clear, and it says that with sin abounded, did grace much more abound. So he said, even if sin runs rampant in the United States, that means my grace is greater for the United States. Because with sin abounded, did grace much more abound. So there's even more grace for us, even in the midst of all the things that we're facing in our nation now. The thing is, we just have to appropriate God's grace and take a stand for him. So God has placed us in a unique time in history. That's where we are right now. This is not just a huge opportunity for us just to, just to, to, to be alive and to be a light in this time that we live in, but it's our responsibility as children of God. If we're going to break barriers, if we're going to exceed expectations, if we're going to explore new frontiers, that means that there needs to be a bonus about you. You cannot have a timid spirit. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but power, love, and of a sound mind. That means you have to be bold about what you believe. You can't be wishy-washy. Because some of us, we do church good on a Sunday, but we like demons on a Monday. Come on. And God is calling us today to stand up. He's calling us today to be bold, to say, yes, I am a child of God. This is where I am. This is where I am, and this is where I'm trying to go. And you have to have that in your heart and in your mind today, that this is what God is, 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 is calling me to do and where he's calling me to go. So the question I ask you, where are you? Second question I ask you, what do you need? What do you need to get there? What are the, the things that God's going to do this year? What do you need to get there? If it's something with pastor, just lose 10 pounds. What do you need to lose 10 pounds? What do you need to get there? I want to go back to school. I want to get my master's degree. What do you need? Money. How do you get the money? Scholarships. What do you need to do? You have to come up with a plan. Sometimes we make things so spiritual, you know, because we, we, we hear these great testimonies. <laughs> about people getting miracle money. I opened up my bank account and it was $5 million in my account. The Lord blessed me, but you better believe the bank will come after that $5 million. If you spend it, you have to pay it back with interest. It ain't your money. 
I was just walking down the street and I found someone, I found this check. You know, it was written out to somebody else, but I said, Lord, thank you. And I went to go cash. That ain't God. God didn't say that. And so sometimes we expect God by some type of sheer magic to just hocus pocus and, and it's done. God does not operate like that. God always partners with man. Always. Even if you, if you read the book of Ezekiel, he said, I looked for a man. I searched for someone who I can partner with. God doesn't work by himself. He always uses man. Always. Always. If he didn't need man, he wouldn't need pastors. He'll stand up, every, up before you every Sunday and preach. But he partners with man to get his work accomplished. So the work that he wants to do in your life, you have to partner with him. Sometimes we just say, well, God got it, and we just leave all the responsibility on God. And because it don't happen, that's God's fault that he didn't bless me yet. That's God's fault that he didn't give me that house yet. That's God's fault that I don't got that job yet. No, it's your fault. Because it's a partnership. You can't expect God to drop a job out the sky, and you don't even have a resume. You don't have nothing. You're not even prepared. Do you even have a suit for an interview? Are your clothes clean or in the dirty bag somewhere? Come on. If I say, come down, I got a job for you tomorrow. Come for an interview. You're not even ready. You have to partner with God. Amen. You have, you have, you have to search the things that you have to do. I want to I get married. But do you look like you want to get married? Or you come to church like you just rolled out of bed? Come on, breath stinking in the oak. That's, that ain't going to get you nobody. That's not. Come on, there, there, there are things that you have to do. We cannot put it all on the Lord to do. Because he's waiting on us. He partners with us to get things accomplished. What do you, what, what do you need? God has given you everything you need to accomplish what he has called you to do. He's given you everything you need. He's given you everything you need. So the problem is we don't know how to be satisfied with what he's given us. I was talking with Minister Dwayne a few weeks ago. We was talking, of course, in the area of finances. And we talked about how we're not satisfied with what God gives us. We said, Lord, give me this job. Give me this job. Give me this job. And God gives you the job. He gives you a nice salary. But the salary's not enough for you. I miss out way more. So what we do, we, we go get a credit card. We go get a loan. We go do this. And we go do that. But what God gave you is enough to sustain you. But because you're not disciplined in what God has given you, that you go out and do other stuff, and that's why you wind up in debt, and that's why you wind up jacked up, because you're not saying, you, you, in essence, you're saying, God, what you're giving me is not enough. God, you're a liar. Because the Bible says that God is more than enough. But if God gave you the job to sustain you, and you're saying that it's not enough, either God is a liar, or... It's so quiet in here, but it's all right. I let it sink in. Praise the Lord. What do you need to do? What do you need? What do you need? His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. That's 2 Peter 1.3. God is giving you everything that you need. He's giving you what you need. Now the problem is that we mess up. We make mistakes, but there's still his grace to help us to get restored. We don't have to stay in the same place. We can move. We can move. And Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all of my needs. 
according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God will supply everything that you need for your journey. The Bible says he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. As you walk with him, he will be with you every step of the way. Now, though sometimes God will get silent. <laughs> I call that the testing part. But he teaches you. And you hear his voice and you're taking notes and you're generalizing. You're hearing the message. you hear the sermon. But then there's times when God gets silent on you. And he said, well, I guess he's not here. No, he's still there. You're just going through a testing phase. It's just like when you're driving on a GPS with a GPS unit. And it says, right turn ahead. And he said, okay, right turn ahead. Right a right turn. You make that right turn. And then next thing you know, the GPS is silent. And then you look on the GPS and it says, okay, now you have to drive 100 miles. And for the next 100 miles, you're just driving straight. The GPS ain't saying nothing. It's silent. But is it still with you on the journey? Is it still monitoring your every move? Yes. Then when 100 miles is over, left turn coming up. And then you know the next turn. And that's just like with God. Sometimes God said, turn here and turn there. And we go there. And then God gets silent. No, he's still with you on the journey. You just keep on walking. And then when he says, make that next decision on that next turn, listen out for his instruction. Because sometimes we think, well, God forgot me. I don't hear God. The pastor told me God spoke to him. And sister, such and such, you heard the Lord. I haven't heard nothing in two weeks. I'm praying for like my, my, like God is deaf for something. No, God hears you. Amen. God hears you. Yes, he does. That means you're doing the right thing. Keep on walking. Don't stop. And when it comes time for that next instruction to come, he will give it to you. He will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. So where are you? God has a place, a, a place for you in time and history. What do you need? God has given you everything you need to accomplish what he's called you to do. What is your focus now? What is your focus? What is your focus? You need to focus on what God is doing in this season and get behind it. Get behind what God is doing. Get behind what he's doing. Whatever he's telling you to do, get behind it. Don't be over there and God is saying, I'm over here. Get in line with God. Get in tune with his spirit. Get in tune with what he's saying. You don't want to miss God in this season. You don't want to miss him. You don't want to miss him. You want to stay in tune with him. You want to stay in tune with what he's saying, what he's telling you to do. See, there are windows of opportunity that God gives us. I really believe that. And if we, miss, if we miss the boat or miss the opportunity, we have to wait for another opportunity to come around. And sometimes them opportunities are far. Lord Jesus, I miss some opportunities, some I'm still waiting for. Like, Lord, how did I mess that one up? But I know what opportunity comes the next time. I won't mess it up this time. I said, Lord, too much time that gone by. I ain't going to miss that one. Don't miss your opportunity. The Israelites missed the opportunity. They could, they could have been in the promised land in, 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 what, in four weeks. They were there for 40 years. They missed the opportunity. Don't miss your opportunity. Sometimes opportunity will skip your generation and go to the next. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. What is your focus? Don't get distracted. It's good to have a career. It's good to have goals. It's good to have all these things. But make sure that does not cause you to lose focus from the Lord. Because he's the one that put the desire in your heart anyway. And when you get to that place that you want to be, don't forget who put you there. Because sometimes we get positions and we get roles and everything. We forget the Lord. 
You know, we forget the Lord. And we have to honor him every step of the way. Let's look at some of you. Some of you got some beautiful jobs that God has given you guys. Working hard, making money, doing paying off your bills, doing all that good stuff. But I see you giving God glory every step of the way. And when you give God glory for this step, he'll afford you another one. And then he'll afford you another one. And then he'll afford you another one. Don't forget Jesus. Represent him everywhere you go. What is your focus? Focus on what God is doing and get behind it. Get behind him. Get in sync, in alignment with him. Don't lose focus. You want your business to go to the next level? You want your ministry to go to the next level? Get behind what God is doing. Get behind it. What he's doing. Last question, and I'm closing. What is possible? What is possible? What is possible? We're talking about getting started. July 1st is tomorrow. My God, where has the time gone? Where has the year gone? July, not March. Not April, not even May. We're in June now. Tomorrow is July 1st. What is possible? For the next six months, what is possible? What are the possibilities? What can God do with six months? <laughs> Some of you didn't really think about that. What can God do in six months? What can he do? Some of you could be living in a new address in six months. Some of you could be in a new position in six months. Someone could be married in six months. Someone could be pregnant in six What is the possibilities? We could be in a new building in six months. What are the possibilities? What can God do? What can God do? What can God do? God is just getting started. He's able to do more than you think he can do. Sometimes we box God. We say, no, the Lord can only do but so much. No, don't box him in. Don't box him in. Don't box him in. I never thought I'd, I never thought I'd get married after a certain point. I said, Lord, I want to get married young. And brother, God needs Jesus. <laughs> Can I be honest? Well, y'all don't want to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I said, Lord, I don't want to live in sin. All right? Because I, I see how that messed up people's lives. I don't want that, Jesus. I'm going to be one of them brothers that talk smooth in church, praise the Lord, and out there doing whatever. I want to do it the right way. Come on now. You put this all up in me, God. You got to help me out. But God cares about everything, even that. Come on. He would not like to be suffering what you're able to bear. Come on now. Who'll give you the strength? And if you're single right now, enjoy your singleness. Amen. You have the desire to get married. Amen. Prepare yourself for marriage then. Amen. But enjoy your singleness. It's not a curse. It's not. It's a blessing. Because when you get married, you're not single anymore. <laughs> and the married people say... <laughs> But what are the possibilities? What are the possibilities? 
Ephesians 3.20, one of my favorite scriptures. And it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. According to his power that is at work within us. God lives within us. To him be glory in the church, in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. What are the possibilities? Where are we going to go from today, church? We have a lot coming up. Amen. We have our outreach event. Amen. Coming up in, in, in August. Bible studies. Barbecue and all these different things that, 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 that are happening. We're doing the church. City service coming up in September. and So many different things that we have, have coming up. But over means not if our hearts are divided. No one wants to join a divided church. No one wants to join a church that, 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 that's phony, a, a people that's not going anywhere. It's nothing like being with a group of people that are staying stuck in life. I was telling Marola, I said, I have an anointing to move people. Come stuck, but you won't stay stuck here. You got to, you, you got to, I'm, I'm going to push you more. <laughs> all the words that you hear in this message, on all these sermons, every Sunday going to push you into your destiny. I want God to put fire under your tail to get you to move. But he has more for you. There's more for you. Sometimes we just settle for this little bit. We say, I'm just, I'm happy with my little corner. And we just stuck there. But there's so many other possibilities out there. And we have to, we, we have to, we have to see the possibilities that are afforded us in Christ Jesus. Sometimes we're raised in a certain perspective or mindset that keeps us stuck. And there's more for you. There's more for you. I, I love my wife's testimony. She was raised in the island of Montserrat. And, you know, they had humble beginnings. They, had, they owned their own house and everything. They had humble beginnings. And they came here to the United States to, to have a better living. When her brothers got here, they, they started their own businesses. Her, one, of her old, one of her older brothers, he's a lawyer now. Have teachers and educators and entrepreneurs and different things. You don't have to be defined by your beginning. Just because you started off in a bad place don't mean that you need to stay in that place. What are the possibilities for you? God has greater things in store for you. Don't limit yourself to just where you are right now. Don't allow where you are today to define your future. Don't do it. You'll miss out. You'll miss out. You'll miss out. They said the richest place on earth is the cemetery. The richest place on earth is the cemetery. Why? Because many people die with their dreams. They die with their dreams. How many new inventions and businesses and ideas and different things could we have been blessed in our society and culture if people just acted all their dreams? Thank God for Benjamin Franklin never giving up because we never had no electricity. Come on now. Thank God. See, people, you know, just because you have a setback and you make a mistake don't mean that you need to quit. Keep on going at it. Keep on going at it. Keep the dream alive. Don't let it die. So as I close today, I just want you to rethink about it. Tomorrow's July 1st. Tomorrow is the first day 
of the second half of 2013. What are you going to do? What are you going to do for the next six months? Yes, tomorrow's not promised to us, but that doesn't mean we don't plan for tomorrow. What are you going to do? What are your plans? What are the options? What are the things that you have to face? Come on, Jonathan, come play. What are the things that you have to face? Maybe there's some giants that are so big for you. You said, Lord, surely I, I can't deal with that. You have to deal with it. You have, God will give you the grace to chop the giant down. I know because I, 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 I've been through it. I'm going through I'm walking through it. It's time for you to get started. It's time for you to get started. Some of you got started, but then you got stagnant and you stopped. You lost your vision. You lost your way in the middle of the journey. So right now you're stuck somewhere on the side of the road. God is speaking to you this morning. It's time for you to get started. Where are you? What do you need? What is your focus? And what are your possibilities? God is speaking to your heart this morning. Just stand so we can pray together. I'm standing with you this morning. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Father, we come before you this afternoon, Lord, as a church, Lord God, the gathering church, Lord. Father God, we thank you for your grace getting us through these first six months. God, it's been a trying six months. For some of us, it's been a banner year in other areas, bad things, it seems. A banner year in sickness, a banner year in this, a banner year in that. It just felt like it's been the opposite of things happening, Lord. But God, we believe in you, oh God, that the second half of 2013, oh God, will be better than the first half. We think that our latter will be greater than our past. And Father, I pray, oh God, as a shepherd of this house, oh God, Lord, I'm praying, oh God, that we will be able to deal with those things, oh God, that we have been running from. Oh God, you know the issues of our hearts. You know the troubles of our souls, oh God. And Lord God, we want the victory, Lord God. But we pray that you will help us to face those giants. We pray that you will help us to break those barriers. We pray that you will help us to exceed those expectations. We pray that you will help us, oh God, to explore those new frontiers. Give us the boldness that we need. Give us the strength that we need. Give us the strategy from heaven that we need so that we can have success, oh God. God, remove the stress. Remove the pressure. Remove the depression. Oh God, rebuke the spirit of oppression right now. I rebuke the spirit of depression right now. I bind up the spirit of heaviness right now. Oh, Basha. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, where are the possibilities? Oh, God, exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or even think. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or even think. Those are the possibilities. Those are the possibilities. Exceedingly. Abundantly, above all we can ask or even think. 
So give us the strength. Give us the grace. Help us to correct those things that are in error in our lives. Help us with our character, Lord God. Oh God, we don't want to be liars in your presence. We don't want to bring unholy hands in your presence. For your word said, if we require iniquity in our hearts, you won't hear from us, oh God. So we're not going to put on a mask like everything's a-okay and it's not. We come because we mean business with you. And we want the victory, oh God. Time is going by, God. We don't want to waste no more time. We ain't getting any younger. So give us the strength. Give us the strategies. Help us to renew our minds in Christ Jesus. For you have placed us in this unique time in history. You have given us everything we need to accomplish what you called us to do. Help us to focus on what you're doing so we can get behind it. But you are just getting started in us to do more than we think you can do through us, oh God. So we avail ourselves to you. Even now, in the name of Jesus, go with us and give us the strength. In Jesus' name.